Well, good morning and welcome once again to the Mission Viejo Church of Christ. We are so thankful to have you here on Palm Sunday. And as most of you know, Palm Sunday leads into next week, which is Easter Sunday, or as I like to call it, Resurrection Sunday. Now, this is an interesting time of the year because it's one of those times of the year where people who either don't know Jesus or don't believe in Jesus, even they start to focus on Jesus Christ. So it's really, you know, Easter is not about uh, the, the bunnies and the eggs and the, and the celebrations and the chocolate and the, the change or the cash and the eggs and all of that kind of stuff, even though that's part of our tradition. But it's all about the events leading up to the death the burial, and most importantly, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, how many of you know kind of the story of Palm Sunday? You guys all know the story of Palm Sunday. You've heard the story of Palm Sunday. Um, I just had Chuck read a, a portion of the story of Palm Sunday. So we're not really going to focus so much today on the story itself, but we're going to we're going to study some of the aspects of the story and we're going to look at this from what's probably going to be a new perspective for you. Now you'll notice I titled this lesson Untied Lessons from a Donkey. It's okay to laugh at that. That was intended to be kind of punny. It was intended to kind of get a chuckle from you, but <coughs> we're going to look at some of the lessons that we can learn from the donkey in the story. And most of us have never thought about that before. And as I was thinking through, you know, Palm Sunday lesson and, and what should we talk about, because what I didn't want to do is get up here and tell the exact same Palm, Palm Sunday story that you've heard over and over and over again. But I want to look at it today from a different standpoint. I want to look at what can we learn from the donkey. Now, for those of you that like TV shows, this is going to be a little bit different for you because I had Chuck kind of read the end of the story, and now we're going to do the earlier that day, and that was by design. So we're going to look at kind of the events leading up to that passage that Chuck just read from us, and I want you to pay attention to some of the words that I've underlined in our verses of Scripture today because we're going to come back to that a little bit later on in our lesson. So where do we learn our lessons from? Sometimes we learn lessons from nature and from science and from the way that things work in our world. Sometimes we learn lessons from each other. Sometimes those are good lessons and sometimes those are not so good lessons. Now for those of you that have a boss or have had a boss in the past, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You learn something from everybody that comes into your life. And sometimes that's good things, right? And things you want to emulate, things you want to do in your own life. And sometimes it's, please don't let me ever do that. Please don't let me ever act like that person. So sometimes we learn lessons from each other. And sometimes we can even learn lessons from the animal kingdom. We can learn lessons from the way that animals behave, from the way that animals interact with one another. And today we're going to learn some biblical lessons from the donkey. So I want to invite you to turn with me to Luke chapter 19. And we're going to start in verse 28. Luke chapter 19 and verse 28. It says, after Jesus had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. So this is kind of the context of our story, right? We know that Jesus is about to go to Jerusalem to start this week that's become known as the Passion Week. Now, I want you to put yourself in Jesus' shoes just for a second. Or maybe it's in Jesus' sandals just for a second. 
Jesus knew what was about to happen. Jesus knew that in about a week's time that he was going to be crucified on the cross. Now, sometimes we, on Sunday nights, right, we start stressing about going to work on Monday morning. Uh, I got to go sit in traffic tomorrow. My boss is always in a bad mood on Mondays. I have to do the weekly reports on Mondays. And we start to kind of get stressed out about it, right? And we just like, ah, Mondays. I always see like on social media, everybody complains about Monday, even though it comes around every seven days. But right, we get so fixed on Mondays and oh, this week ahead is going to be brutal. What do you think Jesus was feeling? Not only was he going to have a difficult week at work, but it was going to end with him being put in physical and emotional pain beyond what you and I can even comprehend. So Jesus is about to set out on this journey that would ultimately lead to the end of his life here on earth. As we continue with our script, it says, As he approached Bethpage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it to me. Now, I did think it was a little bit interesting that in Luke's account, he doesn't mention by name who those two apostles were. Think about that for just a second. Luke, who we know is one of the more detail-oriented apostles, doesn't list the apostles by name. So how do you think these guys were feeling? Hey, Ray, me and you, we got to go get a donkey for Jesus. So imagine that conversation, right, as they're walking ahead to go get the donkey. Man, Peter gets to walk on water. And you and I get to go get a donkey. This ought to be fun. But my point is, he sent his apostles to go forward. And he sent them to go get the donkey. And you'll notice I've I've been underlining words for you in that word untie. And I want you to think as we go through our sermon today, as we go through our lesson, as we think about this this important event, right? I want you to think about that word, untie. Because he uses it over and over and over again in our passage, which means that's important for us. Verse 31 says, if anyone asks you why you are untying it, he says, say the Lord needs it. I like that. If anybody asks why you're doing it, say The Lord needs it. So he's giving them the direction, right? He's sending them off on their mission. Now, granted, some of us are like, that's a gopher mission. Go for this, go for that, go for this, go get me a donkey. But he's giving them very specific instructions of how they are to do it. And he specifically mentions that they're going to need to untie the donkey and that if anybody asks, well, just tell them it's for me. Verse 32 says, those that were sent ahead went and found it, just as he had told them. It says, as they were untying, once again, we see that word untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? So here's another one of those kind of funny exchanges in the Bible. People always say, there's no, there's no comedy in the Bible, but there is. So here they are, right? They find the colt, just right where Jesus said it would be. They go to untie it, and the owner says, hey, whoa, excuse me, what are you doing? Now, you remember last week when we talked about 
we talked about, right, they were cutting the hole in the roof to get the paralytic man to Jesus, and the owner was like, hey, whoa, 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 what are you cutting holes in my roof for? We see that same kind of thing going on this week, right? Only instead of cutting holes in the roof, they're untying the man's donkey. Now, on the surface, you may say, ah, it's just a donkey. But you have to remember time, place, and context, that the animals that you owned, the property that you owned in this time and place would have been very valuable to you. And you might not have necessarily just been like, oh, oh, well, if that's the case, go ahead and go. But remember, God is at work in our story. And that's our first lesson that we learned from the donkey. It's to be accessible, right? It's to be at the right time and in the right place so that God can use us for his purposes. And I want you to take a few minutes this morning to think about that. Are you in the right time and the right place for God to use you? Now, one could argue it's Sunday morning and you're in church, so you're exactly where you need to be. But are we not only physically, but are we mentally in the right place for God to use us? See, the donkey was in the right place at the right time. And we know that he was right where Jesus said that he would be. But I want to, I want to take a quick journey back to Zechariah 9.9. Because, see, we know if we've, if we've been faithful in reading our Bible, right, we know in the Old Testament it was prophesied about the donkey. And in verse 9 it says, Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. It says, Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See your king come to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. So see, we know all the way back from the Old Testament that this was going to happen. And see, this is one of those cool things about the Bible, is there are so many prophecies that we can find in the Old Testament that come to pass in the New Testament. And why is that important? Because when people say, oh, the Bible's just a book, and when they say, oh, the Bible's just this thing that was written by man, we know that that's not the case. Because there are too many prophecies in the Bible that came to pass for us to say, that's just a coincidence. Ah, it's just happenstance. No. See, this is how we know. Because it was foretold hundreds of years before it actually takes place. So we knew that the donkey was going to be there. The donkey was right where God had placed it. It was right where it needed to be for the apostles to find and for Jesus to use. And we find throughout scripture that donkeys are used. We're talking about this journey that Jesus is about to make, this stressful, just emotionally, physically difficult journey that he's going to make. Does that recall anything from way back? How did Mary travel? Mary traveled on a donkey, right? You talk about uncomfortably, physically, and emotionally, try being nine months pregnant on the back of a donkey, traveling through the desert. But see, once again, we see that donkeys... Are used. Now, there's a funny thing about donkeys. Now, I, I grew up in farm country, so I'm somewhat familiar with donkeys. But for some of you Orange County folks who maybe aren't familiar with donkeys, donkeys are a stubborn animal. They are a very stubborn animal. And we're going to get into that a little bit further in just a minute. But donkeys are not quite the same as horses, even though they're related. But they can be very stubborn. And I want you to keep that in mind. As we continue, verse 34 says, They replied, The Lord needs it. Remember, that's what Jesus told them to do. So they're doing exactly what Jesus told them to do. 
It says, they brought it to Jesus, threw their clothes on the colt, and put Jesus on it. Now, I'm assuming they probably put the clothes on there to make a nice, you know, more comfortable, at least, seating area for Jesus, since they didn't have a saddle, or as we might use today. So they put their coats on the back of the colt. See, and that brings in to the next lesson that I want you to know. When it says they brought the donkey to him, the donkey went along with the program. Right? Remember what we just said. Donkeys are not going to do what they don't want to do. And you can pull and you can tug. And short of a forklift, you're not going to get a donkey to do something that it doesn't want to do. They're known as a very stubborn animal. Some of you can relate because you may be married to a very stubborn animal. But donkeys are stubborn. They're not going to go anywhere that they don't want to go. But see... The donkey was willing. See, the donkey was an active participant in our story that we often forget about. But it's a great lesson for us. Because not only do we need to be in the right time and the right place, but we have to be willing to do the work that God would have us to do. See, we've got to be in the right place and the right time. And that doesn't always just mean here at church. And yes, this is where you should be on a Sunday morning. But you need to be in the right time and the right place when you're out in the world as well. Are you in a place that God can use you? Are you open to God using you? Does he put you in places to share Jesus with others? And what happens when he puts you in that place? When that coworker starts asking questions? When you feel that urge in your heart to invite someone to church? Are you willing to do it? Because see, God has put you in the right time and place, just like he did the donkey. But now we got to take that next step and be willing to do the work that God has given us to do. And he puts you in those positions. And sometimes we step up and we do the right thing. And other times, what do we do? We go, oh, yeah. Don't really want to talk to somebody about Jesus today. Or what do we do when someone needs help? We kind of do this. Mm, I'm on my phone. Hello. Yeah. Hi. God puts us in the right place in the right time, but we got to be willing to take the next step. Verse 36 says, And he, as he went along, people spread their cloaks along the road. Now this is where we know that as Jesus is making this journey, right, and he knows where this journey is leading, people were recognizing who he was. And we know they call it Palm Sunday. Why? Because they used palm leaves as well. They laid palm leaves on the road. They laid their coats on the road. They were making a way for Jesus. Because, see, people had heard about this man named Jesus. They had heard about this amazing man who, as Chuck mentioned, was at least a prophet, if not more. And some of them thought that he was coming to reign on the throne. Some of them thought that he was coming into Jerusalem as a king. But here comes this man on a donkey instead. Jesus could have rode in on whatever he wanted. Whatever God's will for him would have been, it could have been a stallion, it could have been an elephant. But he chose a donkey. And the reason that he chose a donkey is because it was showing humility, and donkeys were often used in the Bible as the conveyance method for times of peace. When there were peace treaties and things like that, oftentimes they would use a donkey because it was a sign of peace. 
So here people were expecting Jesus to come roaring into town, right? With a big parade. And he was going to take over the throne and he was going to destroy all the enemies of the Israelites and he was just going to make everything right. See, that's what some people thought he was there to do. So some of this fanfare, right, as he's coming in, is, is somewhat confusing because some thought, here comes the king here on earth, and some realized who Jesus really was. I like to think about this scene. It would have been an amazing scene because these people had come from everywhere to see this man called Jesus. And some were there because they had heard the prophecies about this amazing man that was going to come and save the world, and some were just there out of curiosity. I want to see what's going to happen. See, we're a curious people, right? If if you want to question that concept, wait till the the next time you see an accident on the freeway, and what do we all do? We slow down and we look and make traffic even worse. And some people would have been doing that very same thing. Hey, I got to see what's going to happen here. I got to see what's going to happen when this man enters the city. It says, when he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began to joyfully praise him. God, in loud voices, for all the miracles they had seen. That bird really wants to come to church. Every Sunday, that bird hits the window over and over and over again. Shouldn't we all want to come to church as badly as that bird? (laughs) See, God puts people in the right time and place. He put the bird there, made it knock on the window so I could make a point. That may be a little bit of a stretch. But that bird really wants in every Sunday. (laughs) So, no doubt, some of these people, right, had seen the amazing things that Jesus had done, or had at least, in the very least, heard about all these amazing things that Jesus had done. And they didn't have TikTok, right? So they couldn't rely on one person to go and film it so everybody else could watch. So they came from miles around to see this man, to figure out what he, who he was and what he was going to do. And it says they were joyful in praising him. They were joyful in praising Jesus. Are we joyful in praising Jesus? I hope that we are. Verse 38 says, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. So some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. says, I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet the stones will cry out. So they were saying, hey, teacher, these people think you're God. Correct them. Fix this. Remember our story last week? Same thing, right? The Pharisees and the teachers of the law, who do you think you are? And that's exactly what they were saying here. See, they still don't believe who he is, and they're saying, hey, tell those people to stop calling you God. And I love the response, because see, here's that comedy again, right? Here's that comedy part of the Bible. He says, hey, I don't know what to tell you. If the people don't say it, the rocks will. He knows what's about to happen. But yet he moves forward with the plan that God had for his life. And see, that's the the final lesson that we learn 
from this story. That's the final lesson that we learn from the donkey, right? As far as we know, and you can read all of the accounts of this, the donkey goes along with the plan, right? The donkey goes along with the plan. He allows Jesus to climb on. He doesn't throw him off. And he makes the journey along with Jesus to fulfill the will of God. And see, that's, that's the other lesson that we learn. We're in the right place at the right time. We're willing. And then we go along with God's plan. See, it's not enough just to say, yes, Jesus, I believe you are who you say you are. And then go about, lead our lives the way we want to. We've got to act right. Some of you who are parents, you've told your kids that, right? You better act right. But that's the other lesson that we learn from the donkey. Is the donkey went along with the plan. What's the plan? We know the plan. The plan of salvation. The Bible tells us, go out and make disciples. Are we doing that? Are we in the right place, in the right frame of mind to do it? Are we willing to do it? And then do we carry out the plan? See, it's this whole idea we talk a lot about, about the distance between your head and your heart. We all know that that's what we're supposed to be doing. But do we let it get into our heart? Do we make it a part of our lives? So what are some ways that we can be more like the donkey? Things you never thought you'd hear in church. But what are some of the ways that we can be more like the donkey in our story? Well, first of all, I want us to think about what are some of the things that we need to untie ourselves from so that God can use us to our fullest capabilities? What are the things that are holding you back? What are the things that you've become so tied to that God can't use you. See, God couldn't use the donkey until he was what? Untied. And God can't use you and me until we're untied. What are we tied to? Are we tied to our jobs? Are we tied to the pursuit of money? Are we tied to doing the things that we know we're not supposed to be doing? Are those the things that are holding us back? That's what I want us to think about this morning. What are the things that are holding you back from following Jesus more closely? What are the things that are holding you back from really fulfilling God's plan for your life? What are those things? It's going to be different for each and every one of us, but we've got to untie from those things that are holding us back. We got to untie from those unhealthy behaviors. We got to untie from those addictions. We got to untie from our bad habits so that God can truly use us to the fullest of our potential. We got to be available. We got to be accessible, right? We got to be accommodating. And we got to untie ourselves from the things that are deterring us from having the relationship with Jesus Christ that not only he wants us to have, but that we want to have with him. So see, when we first started, you said, donkey? What can we learn from a donkey? But see, there's so much just good stuff throughout Scripture that if we're willing to stop and take a look at it, and spend some time with it, and wrestle with what is God trying to tell us, we can learn some new things.
from old passages. Now, maybe you're here with us this morning and you've never had that chance to untie yourself from your old life. See, the beautiful thing about a relationship with Jesus Christ, the beautiful thing about when you give yourself to Jesus, you get to untie from all of your past mistakes. You no longer have to be defined by your past. If you've never had the opportunity to do that, we would love to invite you to do so this morning. You have the ability to come forward, to be baptized, to untie yourself from all of those things in your past. Or maybe you've been a Christian your whole life. Maybe you've been a Jesus follower your whole life, but somehow you've just let those knots become tighter and tighter and tighter, and you've become tied down to the things in your life that you know you need to put behind you. I'm going to invite Brandon to come back up, and he's going to sing what's called the Song of Invitation. And if we can help you in any way, if we can pray for you, if we can talk to you, if we can walk alongside you, or if we can help you commit your life to Christ, I want to invite you to do that as we stand together and as we